Welcome back, Tiger fans. Another week of play-by-play. Welcome into the show as uh, we'll start things out with the latest news and notes of LSU athletics. Later, we'll have a special guest, Michael Bonnet, going to join us because, well, we are uh, heading into football less than 20 days now from kickoff as LSU will open the season in New Orleans against Florida State. Sitting in this week, I am pleased to have Bill Frankes playing his best Kent Lowe. And, uh, Bill, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. I guess, what, mid-June? It has been June? a while, Chris. The last time we sat down together with microphones in front of us, we were in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yeah, don't remind me. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, the Tigers fell short in that, in that regional. But uh, overall, I thought it was a good year for Jay Johnson to start the season. But, of course, uh, baseball is uh, a few months away. And as you said, football is only 20 days away. And, and sitting in for Kent Lowe, there's a lot of pressure. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, uh, and is definitely the uh, the goat as far as media is concerned. Yeah, I mean it's all, all I do. I mean, here's the secret: I just kind of show up and say, "Hey, right. there's some news and notes," and then Kent takes off. So <laughs> yes. I don't want to put any pressure on yeah. you. But uh, and later we're going to play a game. Where in the world is Kent Lowe? So stay tuned <laughs> for that. A couple of headlines to look at, and uh, let's start with uh, graduation. Yeah, summer graduation. A lot of uh, LSU Tigers and even former Tigers mm-hmm. coming to get their well, degree. You know, speaking of Kent Lowe, uh, I picked up my copy of the uh, advocate last saturday morning and there on the front page of the metro section was kent himself at the graduation ceremony he was with skylar mays yeah and skylar of course had graduated uh, back in 2020 but there was no formal uh physical graduation ceremony so skylar was not able to walk and, and receive his diploma on that day so two years later he did get the opportunity and he participated in the graduation ceremony of course skylar uh, perhaps after his basketball career is over is pursuing a medical career and uh, congratulations to him. And Kent was there with Skylar Mays as Skylar received his diploma. But he, Skylar, one of several uh, outstanding student athletes uh, to receive their degrees. Uh, Allie Gay from the football team, of course, uh, Dre Jenkins, and, and Nick Stores, who was a, a former LSU baseball player and now is playing tight end for the Tigers. He received his degree as well. So it was a, a great day. Uh, had the opportunity to, to uh, do some research on some of the track and field athletes who graduated. They're just phenomenal people. All, all these people are just phenomenal young people to, to as be as productive as they are on the athletic fields and to be as productive as, as they are in the classroom as well is really is really phenomenal yeah job well done so congratulations to all of the recent LSU graduates certainly student athletes uh, and all the students here at the university speaking of sports we we started this show at the beginning of August which is the month where college sports comes back to life and uh, it gets started with LSU soccer yep. who just finished on uh, this past Sunday their exhibition season they went one and one um, uh, dropped to Baylor in the first exhibition match uh, on the road in Waco. Uh, but on Sunday, picked up a one nothing victory over Houston, and now they get ready to start the season. I tell you what, Chris, I've been very impressed with Sean Hudson since, he's, since she has taken over the LSU soccer program. Uh, she really has brought in an elite level of student-athlete to, to her program. She has a fantastic coaching staff, a very talented team once again, and we're looking forward to the start of the regular season. It will be uh, this Thursday night. Yep. This Thursday, August 17th, August 18th, uh, kickoff at the LSU Soccer Complex at 7 o'clock, LSU taking on Stephen F. Austin. So should be a great way to get not only the soccer season started, but officially kick off the LSU athletic season, the first regular season event of 2022-2023. 
three. Yeah, looking forward to it. That will kick off the season, athletic season for everybody here at LSU. And again, as Bill said, it comes up later this week as LSU will take on Stephen F. Austin at home. The other football, some people are interested in that. And, well, we got a pretty good source joining us here on Play by Play. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Michael Bonnett going to join us right here on set, the lovely studios of LSU Gold. We'll have that right after this. Back here on Play by Play, and as we mentioned, always a special guest to kind of keep us up to date and get in depth on what's happening here at LSU. We got uh, the great Michael Bonnett going to join us here. Of course, Michael in charge of communications here at LSU, but uh, he's really the the football inside guy. That's the guy I lean on, and I, I think everybody else leans on. But Michael, good to see you, man. Yeah, Looked like you're a tan, rested, and ready for the practice start of the already. season. I apologize for the way I may smell. I was uh, <laughs> hot, hot and sticky practice this morning. Now we're going to talk football, and that's what everybody's talking about the excitement, uh, you know, every year. But certainly this year, you you can feel it uh, just walking around yeah. in Baton Rouge. But before we do that, let's play. Where in the world is Kent Lowe? Now, Kent is not here this week because he is on a much-needed and much-overdue vacation. So, we're going to start with Michael. Michael, your guess as to where Kent Lowe is as we speak. Well, I, I know where he is. You're talking about exactly where he is? <laughs> How about we start with Bill, then? He knows exactly. You may know exactly. I'm going to guess he's somewhere in the vicinity of Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah. See, that, that? See, I was hoping he was in Bora Bora, Tahiti. <laughs> no, or, no, no, no. Kent is the only man... Uh, no offense to the fine folks in Shreveport, but who vacations in Shreveport? <laughs> Sorry, Jacob Hester. Okay. All right. Well, then he's in uh, Shreveport. Well, I hope he's he has a great week. He's got the big uh, Tim Brando golf uh, invitational this week. They go oh, play oh, golf. Oh, yeah, that's a big and, deal. Uh, yeah. At one of the golf courses up there. So, Ken hadn't played in two years. Oh, wow. Good yeah, for him. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're excited to see. How he, How does? he does? Well, yeah. survive first yeah. and then yeah. see what his score is. All right, so there's where Ken is. Uh, he'll be back next week. All right, Michael, um, obviously we always want to talk about quarterback this time of the year. I yeah. mean, everybody wants to know. That's always the big story. I think particularly this year with Coach Kelly coming in and having several options at his disposal, maybe a true quarterback battle more so than, than you see in, in years past or in other years. But we had the breaking news uh, to start the week. Uh, that the quarterback room got a little smaller. Yep, yep. Miles has decided to uh, give up football. You know, I don't think anyone can blame him. The guy's been through a lot. Uh, he did one was part of a national championship team here and got his LSU degree. Uh, you know, he hadn't played football in two years. He got yeah. hurt in the third game of the 2020 season and then was injured last year right uh, before camp started. And uh, this would have been six years for him. So I think that, uh, you know, certainly – I don't think anyone one would argue he gave his heart and soul to LSU, and yeah. uh, you know I, I I have nothing but high praise for Miles, and uh, you know he's just an outstanding young man from a great family. So uh, you know, good luck to him. He'll certainly be a success in anything that he does uh, in the future. You know, Bill, to to Michael's point, I've I've always said this. You know, when when you hear critics about a particular player not playing or not continuing to play, I mean, you think about going back to those years. Which are, you know, I'll go ahead and say, been a while for yeah. us three. Yes, it has. I mean, the commitment you have to make yeah. to be a top-level student athlete, and the things that you have to put aside and aren't able to take part in. Again, I, I think you can never uh, say anything about somebody who's given that much of their time to this university, into this athletic program, and the football team. You know, M Michael said commitment for Miles Brennan, and you guys were there at Missouri in the game when he when he was yeah. injured. 
And all I needed to know about Miles Brennan, I saw on television that day, for him to suffer that devastating hip injury and yep. still play the entire game yeah. and nearly lead LSU to an incredible last-second victory, that, that was all I needed to know about him, about how much yeah. he cares about uh, LSU and how much he is committed to this program. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think, you know, what he did in that game is just kind of shows the type of person he is. He didn't want to give up on his teammates, fought through some real pain, uh, to finish that game and as you said had us right there on, yeah. the, on the goal line just couldn't finish it off but uh, you know I'll have fond memories of Miles you know he just came at a time where you know backing up Joe Burrow it just it's like it just never was in the cards for him uh, but yeah, it wasn't because luck. of his ability or, or his commitment or or you know he practices he's got great practice habits does everything you want him to do you know he's, he's what you want representing LSU football yeah I agree so again all of us and I'm sure all of uh, LSU fans every Wish him the very best in his next venture. But we're going to start with quarterback because that is going to be a position. Coach Brian Kelly's talked about it. The other coaching staff has talked about it. It's important. I mean, uh, there's no doubt about it. And now it's an opportunity uh, for some other guys. Your thoughts on on the quarterback battle a couple of weeks into preseason? Camp. Yeah, you know, I think it's the, exactly that, a battle. We'll have our first scrimmage later in the week. Uh, you know, you got a Jaden Daniels, a transfer from Arizona State. He brings 30 career starts in the Pac-12 to to the quarterback room. Uh, very talented player. I uh, think he's able to extend his feet, extend plays with his feet. He's got a good arm. They're working on some mechanics, some footwork with him. Uh, and of course, Nussmeyer uh, grew up in a quarterback family. His dad played in the NFL. Is, is uh, currently coaching in the NFL. And then uh, Walker Howard. You know, another another LSU. Uh, and a son of Jamie Howard, a guy that obviously had a tremendous high school career. And uh, so there's three really good choices. Uh, there's a lot of talent in that quarterback's room. You know, it's one of the things I like, and you hear Coach Kelly talk about it, and it's the process. Yeah. And that applies to everything that a student athlete goes through in that football program. But, again, we have to, as fans, I think, realize – there is a process yeah. to coming up with a quarterback. Who's going to play? Who's going to get the snaps come September 4th? And I don't think, again, no surprise, Coach Kelly hasn't veered off of that. It's still right. a process. Yeah, absolutely. You want to see this thing play out on the field. And, uh, you know, I'm sure uh, they've got in their mind who may be ahead. I don't know. You know, I watch practice, but I have no indication as to who's uh, maybe taking the lead in the in the in the battle. Uh, I think the scrimmage on uh, later this week will have a lot to say about that, but it's good to have options, and I think you've got three really good options there. Obviously, you've got two that have some college experience, uh, which always helps because, uh, you know, it's one thing to do it in practice, but as you know, when the lights come on on Saturday night, it's a, it's a whole different animal. Offensive line is where I wanted to move to next because we, we all know uh, that's I mean whether you've got a great quarterback great running backs great receivers I mean it all starts at the point of attack and one of the things I heard Brody Miller want to give him credit for this I heard him last week mention the offensive line and the camp for those guys is that they're starting at a higher floor we don't yet know how high the right. ceiling is but I thought he put it well because there are numbers. You've got some guys who can compete. Yeah, you definitely have some depth there. And I think they're, they're, they're tweaking some things. And I think, as you know, with the offensive line, you got to get a group that's going to be cohesive, a group that's going to gel together, know what 
the guy on the left and the right of you are doing. Uh, and that's coming along. You know, we were fortunate to, to have Brad Davis uh, stick around. Uh, he's an outstanding football coach. The players respect him. They respond to him. Uh, he's going to get the best out of these guys. But it's good to have numbers. Uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, you got a guy like Will Campbell, you know, a true freshman who joined us in the spring. And this guy is just – he's everything he was said to be. A great football player. His ceiling is through the roof. Uh, so, you know, you got a nice blend of young guys and then some of the older guys. Uh, but, yeah, depth is certainly something that we have uh, the benefit of on the offensive line this year. You know, Michael, uh, speaking of the line uh, at center, I saw where Garrett Dellinger is taking yes. first team reps yes, at he center. Is. Uh, he came in his last year, played quite a bit as a true freshman, mostly at tackle. Yep. Uh, how's that transformation to center going? For it's him? going well. He's making progress every day. You know, I think uh, one of the the things you got to get accustomed to is when you go from a guard or tackle is you know you're not snapping the ball on every play. So he's having to get used to you know the shotgun snap and getting uh, accustomed to that. But he's working very hard, and you know he wants to be great at that position. And uh, you know he, you can see the progress every day that he's getting better and better, getting more comfortable. He's making all the calls and the checks at, at, from the center position on the offensive line. So, you know, he's got a lot of responsibilities. You know, I wanted to talk a little bit about the running backs because on this show last week I was talking to Kent and I said, yeah, you know, there's a quarterback battle, no doubt. But to me, that running back position yeah. and the kind of dynamic you have in that room, some experience, uh, a transfer and Noah Kane coming yep. in, some youth as well. Um, how is that battle shaped up from your eyes on the sideline yeah, practice? Yeah, it's, it's good to have options. There are some really good backs back there. As you mentioned, Noah Kane is a guy that transferred from Penn State, played a lot of football at Penn State in some meaningful games. Uh, you know, John Emery, we haven't seen in a while, didn't play at all last year. And, uh, you know, we saw what he did in some of the games when he played. You know, he, he really ran well against Alabama a couple years ago in Tiger Stadium. So, you know, he was a five-star, and, uh, you know, he's certainly – it appears that he's – committed and he's got he's refocused and he's he's all in on this football program a guy I really like is Josh Williams walk yeah, on from yeah, Houston yeah. he's been since been given a scholarship but you know he gets his he gets dirty I mean he he'll pick up a blitz he'll do whatever you need him to do uh, he runs hard uh, and then you got Armani Goodwin uh, another guy that uh, kind of has the size and stature of a Clyde Edwards Hilaire I'm not comparing him to that mm -hmm. but he wears number 22. There's a lot of similarities there. Maybe he'll end up playing like him, which would be nice. But, uh, again, that's that's not a very much talked about uh, battle. But, you know, somebody's got to step up and, and be the guy. One of the things – I don't think we use the term battle when we talk about the receivers. Um, and I'll throw the tight ends in there as well because I've heard Coach Kelly talk yep. about it um, pretty in-depth over the last couple of press conferences about, you know, trying to build some depth – Right. in that tight end room. You've got some, again, some veterans who have limited playing time here at LSU. you got some pretty talented freshmen. But the overall receivers on the inside and the outside, are, are, are we silly? Are we naive to think, well, that we, we know how good they are? I mean, obviously they're working, but yeah. are they that talented? I think so. I mean, you get Kayshawn Butte back from a season-ending injury a year ago. He was among the national leaders in touchdowns and receiving yards, and we kind of – 
kind of took him for granted, I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, he's as good as there is. I mean, nationally. I mean, he's on the Bolitnikoff Award list. He's preseason All-America. And then Malik Neighbors. Uh, you know, people forget Malik Neighbors uh, didn't play his senior year of high school. So last year was his first year of competitive football in over a year. He transferred schools and thought he was eligible and then at the last minute got ruled ineligible. So didn't play his senior year. And then last year played some significant football for us. He's a special. He's a special receiver. He's moved inside into the slot. I think he'll do some uh, some really good things there. Brian Thomas is another guy. Coach Kelly's mentioned him a couple of times in his press conferences. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of talent in that receiver room. One of the things uh, that Bill was telling me that he really concentrates on. I mean, he's the guy I go to. Football defense. And we talked about the offense a little bit, but Bill, I know you're, you're very concerned about the defense because you got to have a good <laughs> yeah. one to win in the well, SEC. Yeah. So, Michael, the, the previous staff really focused on a 4-3 scheme. Right. The talent that LSU has now appears to be more suited for a 3-4. What have you noticed about the way that, that Coach Matt House and the defensive staff have implemented maybe something different than we've seen yeah, before? Yeah, I think you're going to have different looks. When you have a guy like Jaqueline Roy, who's most dominant at the point, at the, the nose position, I think you got to take advantage of that. Then he's flanked by Mason Smith, uh, Ali Gay, and then you know you see B.J. Ojolari, yeah. uh, number 18. Uh, he appears to be kind of an edge rusher, a guy that stands up a lot. Uh, so, you know, I think when you look at our defense, uh, the front four is definitely uh, going to be a strength. I think there, there's, that's a group as a unit is going to make life for the opposing offense very difficult. And, you know, you mentioned Matt House. Man, this guy is something. He can coach. He is special. You see why Kansas City was so good and, and through, you know, recently. Uh, he, he's a difference maker on that side of the ball. I think we all agreed going into spring football and then following spring football that maybe our biggest concern as fans again, the back half of the defense. I mean, again, you're replacing some pretty incredible players yep. outside. Uh, you're still trying to, to find that, that go-to safety, that solid safety, uh, and then the linebackers. Uh, but again, it's almost like everything else we've talked about today. There's a little mix, a little transfer, some guys with experience. But when you look at the linebackers and then the back end of this defense, I got to tell you, when you really start watching it, I'm not saying they're going to be all world, right. but I'm not as nervous as maybe I was six months ago. Yeah, you know, I think if you start with the linebackers, Mike Jones Jr., he's kind of the, the core right there and, uh, you know, played at Clemson and then never really found his way last year until later in the year Yeah, yeah. and uh, really played well down the stretch. And, you know, his best, his best football came when LSU was playing best as a defense, you know, what we did to Alabama, uh, you know, we had some really good games down the stretch and uh, he was a critical part of that. Uh, Greg Penn, a guy that, you know, really emerged and played well, started in the uh, Texas Bowl, another guy that's come a long way. So, you know, I think uh, Jared Small, who injured his knee last year, but was penciled in as a starter going right. into the UCLA game, then injured his knee the week of practice. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's some real talent there. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's not as big a concern as we may have thought going into camp. That's a good thing. I like to see it getting better Absolutely. as we get closer yeah. to kickoff. And then the secondary, Michael, a lot of, a lot of new names in yeah. the secondary. Look, looks like Coach Kelly and the staff, 
hit the transfer portal pretty hard to bring in some new names yeah. uh, to play corner and safety. Who has stood out to you so far? Well, I, you know, Coach Kelly and them, when, when they recruited these kids at the transfer portal, they just didn't pick anybody out of the transfer portal. They, they wanted to make sure they had a tie to LSU or Louisiana or a coach on the staff. So uh, one guy that's really stood out is uh, Colby uh, Richardson out of uh, Magnese. He yeah. was a four-year player there. He's played well at corner. He's really shown that uh, he, can, he can make the jump from the SC, FCS to this level. Uh, Joe Fouché is another one, uh, the Brooks kid from Arkansas. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of talent on that side of the ball. You know, another guy, Major Burns, played in five yeah. games last year, injured his uh, lower leg. Uh, he's making an impact, uh, you know, then you, you, Jay Ward, you know, you kind of right. forget about yeah, yeah. him and some of the things that he's done in his career here. So, uh, you know, you, you start looking at the numbers in the secondary and the depth, you feel pretty good uh, about uh, living up to that. You know, DBU is kind of the thing they've placed on LSU. It's been earned through the years. Yeah. So this group obviously has something to shoot for, but uh, they may not be too far off. Yeah. Michael Bonnet, our guest this week on Play by Play and the remaining moments here. You know, I've had a chance to take in practice uh, for preseason camp. Um, and it's, uh, it, people have asked, it's, it's, it's hard for me to put into words. It's different, that's, that's easy. Yep. And that's what you would expect with a new coach, new coaching staff. Uh, but you've, you've been through, we used to call them fall camp. I think the term right. now is preseason yep. camp. But you've been through a few with some different uh, coaching staffs. W what has stood out to you about just overall preseason camp this year for LSU? The efficiency and the amount of work that they're getting done. Coach Kelly's a two-hour practice guy. Hmm. You know, I think you can remember, Bill, the days where, <laughs> you know, when Curly Hallman was here, we had three-a-days on some occasions, right. and it looked like it come September. Oh I mean, you know, so you got to be – the difference now is these guys are here all summer, and we've got a great strength conditioning program. So they're in shape coming into camp. The key is tailor the workouts and the practices where we're trending upward going into the Florida State game, where you're not trying to get your legs back, where you've used camp and you're smart about it, and you've, you've gotten the X and O's down, uh, but you, you haven't beat your body up. And I think that's uh, happened in years past. Uh, I think last year we were pretty banged up going into UCLA, and we just never recovered. Les was a big practice guy. He loved being at practice. He loved hitting. And, you know, he had a lot of success, so there was something to that. But, you know, Coach Kelly's got a different approach, and he gives these guys a lot of flexibility, but he also, uh, you know, they have to take care of their business. We're not just out there messing around for two hours. We're going to get to work and then recover, big on recovery recovering when practice is done. They meet in the evenings or after practice, but uh, it's efficient. I think that's about as, as, as the best way I can describe it. Well, again, if you haven't had a chance to catch the process, which is kind of behind the scenes of LSU football leading up to the uh, start uh, of the season, you really should here on LSU Go because, Michael, that's, that's one of the things that, you know, I've been watching the, each episode that is impressive because the process is, is about – where you are in the football field, where you are in the classroom, where you are when you're away from the football yeah. facility. I mean, it, it encompasses everything. And I guess the best compliment Coach Kelly and his staff can get is some of the players who were here last year said initially they thought, what, what, is, what is all this yeah. stuff yeah. that doesn't have to do with football? Right. How does right. it affect us? Yeah. And then you see them kind of – they get it, and then suddenly they realize that what seems like is non-football related – 
will impact Absolutely. the football team. Absolutely. You, we, they talk about the buy-in. These players have bought in. <laughs> I think what happens is players that go through, say, spring, they realize that he's not just the, – the, the process and all the things he's asking them to do – is there's a purpose to it. It's going to make you do better in school. It's going to make you a better football player. It's going to your body's going to you're going to feel healthier. You're going to be it's it's like you said, it's all encompassing and ultimately it's you want to win football games, but I think this process is making them grow up as men, making them better people, making them understand responsibility. Uh, so, and those types of things don't ever go away. Football is going to end at some point, right. but at some point, if you buy in and understand and see the big picture when it comes to this process, you're going to be successful as a husband, as a dad, as a, at a job. You know, so it's it's. I think it's you come full circle, and uh, the players have done a really nice job. But it's uh, it's been fun to watch. I know for one thing, when I'm over in the football operations building, whenever I see anybody, if I'm just going over there, if I hit a hallway, whenever I see somebody, they look like wherever they're headed is a purpose. Yeah. I mean, they all seem to be going from point A to point B to get something done. Absolutely. And, and you know, that's the thing about Coach Kelly is he's involved in every aspect of the program, whether it be the strength conditioning, the training room, the equipment room. You know, he's involved. Uh, his fingerprints are all over this program, and that's a good thing. He's won a lot of football games. And uh, so, you know, it's been, again, as I mentioned, it's been fun to watch, and it's been fun to see how the players that have been here adapt and then the, the new guys. And even for myself, it's been a learning opportunity for me as well, uh, those of us that have been fortunate enough to stick around. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, there's always a chance to learn something new and learn a, a system and, and apply it to what yep. you do every day. Well, before we let you hit the showers, because I do appreciate you coming over, yeah, coming absolutely. straight from practice, it would not be fitting to finish without getting our best Kent Lowe story. Oof. And Kent's not here, so he can't he can't do anything about it. And once it's out, it's yeah. out. Oh, yeah. So uh, who, who wants to go first? <sighs> well, there's so many is the problem. A good one. Um, you know, yeah, well, I, I had the the pleasure of, uh, and not really the, the displeasure, perhaps, of sit, back in the '90s. Uh, I used to sit next to Kent at the home basketball games uh, on the old scoring table configuration, and I have to be sitting next to Kent during the infamous game in 1994 on Mardi Gras night when LSU led Kentucky by 31 <laughs> points. Oof! Oof! Entering the second half and then lost it in the second half, and I, I sat next to Kent. Of course, as Kentucky hit the first couple of threes, he starts you know, shifting a little bit. I said, Kent, we're fine. Don't worry about it. We're fine. Oh, no, no, oh, no, no, no. This is going to be a disaster. I said, Kent, we're fine. Sure enough, they cut it to 20. Kent, we're okay. They cut it to 12. I can't. Come on. They, they can't possibly come back. I with can't them. imagine what he did when they got uh, Oh, and, and, then, yeah. and then Kentucky took the lead. So it took like five minutes left in the game, and Kentucky already had the lead. And so I got up and left because I didn't want to hear what Kent had to say to me after that. But uh, he was not pleased that night. But I just remember – Thinking, trying to reassure him, and he was, he was having none of it. And uh, but that's again, unfortunately, that was a rare instance where LSU <laughs> suffered that kind of defeat. I'm, I'm going to have to recommend to Harrison and Cody and everybody here at LSU Gold get a GoPro and just put it on Kent yeah, during a game, yeah. <laughs> win or lose, just put it on him, and that would be entertainment. It I think people would sit and watch it. Just just Bravo's missing out. I mean, if they would just put a camera in Kent's office. <laughs> That's the only reason I come to work some days, just to hear what Kent's got to say. What you got? I know you got a ton, but yeah, you got a good one. It's, yeah, you know, he's Max's godfather. Max mm -hmm. is my youngest, you know, so we, we, Kent's kind of part of the family. Um, 
I will say going back to one of uh, baseball, uh, for, mm-hmm. this has always been a funny memory is the year I think we we're playing Southern Cal, perhaps a terrible storm yeah. came ripping through. Yes. And yes. They later, I think, determined it was maybe even a tornado that tore That's down. Right. Tore and we used to have these, fence. we used to work out of the, these, they'd bring in these mobile homes, these trailers. Because yeah. we, the old Alec Box, there was not right. any room for the media. Yeah. So we'd have all the media, and Kent would have his one little station in these trailers. And you hear about these horror stories about tornadoes just yeah. taking apart trailer parks. Well, the wind starts whipping, the rain starts coming, Kent's on the radio. The trailers literally, it's, moving around he's and he's screaming we need more weight in the trailer yeah. <laughs> whereas most of us run from the trailer yeah, yeah, ken yeah. is asking people to come join in what could be a disaster <laughs> so you know it's just little things like he that had a job to do out. exactly absolutely, exactly. absolutely. So. i knew i knew i was working with a legend my first year doing basketball we took on texas tech in lubbock yeah uh for the uh big 12 sec challenge and we get over to Lubbock, and we walk into the arena, and we usually – this is shoot-around earlier in the day before the game, and I'm just looking to see where we're going to sit. And So I go to the place, and there is this placard that's been laid out that this spot exclusively for Kent Lowe. Yeah. And it had Texas Tech logos and <laughs> stuff on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Happened to be at the radio position. Yeah, yeah. Which – but I knew then – I've never been anywhere on the road where somebody <laughs> yeah. literally said – Kent Lowe sits yeah. here. So naturally, I sat to the right. Of course. And he sat with me. But yeah. that's when I knew what kind of guy yeah. I was traveling with. Isn't he known, Michael, as the mayor of the SEC basketball tournament? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. He runs it. If yeah. you go, you know, you go to these events, if you're lucky enough to tag along with Kent, you get to the SEC basketball tournament and you're thinking, okay, Kent, we're going to hang out. Kent gets there and he forgets all about you. <laughs> yeah. He's in his town. He's running the deal. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he takes over. Yeah. It he completes does. And golf tournaments as well. I mean, yeah. you know, if do I have time to share another Kent sure, story? Sure, absolutely. Chuck <laughs> was, all day. Kent was, uh, Kent accompanied the golf team to some event a couple years ago, postseason, or, and, uh, Chuck, I think it was his first time traveling. And, uh, or maybe it was the women's golf. But anyway, he went to the some NCAA tournament. And there were some high, you know, there, there's in the college golf circles, there's the Calipari's of the world, some very prominent college golfers. And and one of the coaches was like, I didn't, wasn't sure how Kent was going to fit in. You know, he, he doesn't travel with us. Not sure, you know. And sure enough, he looks over and Kent's holding court with the Nick Sabans <laughs> and the Calipari's of the golf yeah. world. And just okay, and it's, okay. I guess yeah. he's I guess yeah. he's in good hands. It's yeah. the one good thing when we go to the SEC tournament. I never worry. I don't have to contact anybody at the SEC office. No. I just got to get a hold of Kent. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's the kicker, though. Absolutely. I mean, you got to find him. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, he loved. Well, it. I tell you, we could have our own show just talking about Kent. Yeah. Really? Hey, Harrison, let's get to work on that. Yeah, just uh, if y'all need content. Just, reminiscing about just, Kent Love. Uh, yeah, yeah. The stories are many, many. All right, Michael. Well, thanks for coming by, and I know you're ready. I mean, are you ready yet? Yeah, you ready for kickoff, or are you you ready for it to be another um, 20 days yeah, or so? Give me, give me maybe not 20. Give me another 10 or so. Okay. Got a few things I still have to do around the house. <laughs> you know, it's it's not, coming. Not quite there yet. It's uh, coming. Well, you uh, you do a great job. You help us uh, tremendously. So I can't thank yeah, you enough well, for that. Yeah, I appreciate but all you do. You help a lot of people. So 
Uh, anyway, thanks for joining us, and yep. uh, we'll do this again maybe mid-season, yeah. see how things are going. Absolutely. Bill, excellent job. All right, I want to say that I, I did fail, Kent. I made a mistake in the opening segment. Oh. I, 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 the soccer kickoff is 6 o'clock on Thursday, so I want to make that clear. Kickoff for the soccer game versus Stephen F. Austin, 6 o'clock at the soccer conference. The good news is Kent's probably living it up in yeah. Shreveport, so yeah. he won't see it, yeah. so, so you won't not. hear about it. I mean, Kent what, is a, used to do play-by-play -play on the radio for soccer. That's right, that's right. Oh, when, I, when we get – Five, ten minutes late to a venue if Coach Brady and I aren't there yet. Yeah. He doesn't say, where are you? He just says, I, I got it. Yeah, no absolutely. Problem. Don't I mean, worry. I'm surprised your car starts most times. I mean, he's out there. <laughs> Michael Bonnet joining us this week on Play by Play. We're glad you stopped by as well. Don't forget, check out everything LSU Gold has to offer. And we'll be back next week. Until then, so long, everybody. <laughs> 